إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مول له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار فيا عباد الله It is time for all of us to ponder and reflect because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought near to us a very blessed time once again and that is the month of Ramadan we know that there are certain times of the year certain times of the week certain times of the day that are blessed so from the times of the day that are blessed for example the last third of the night a chance for dua a chance for it to be answered from the times that are blessed during the week the day of friday for example and from the times that are blessed during the year is the month of Ramadan a month an opportunity for every servant of Allah to rectify himself that is why the Salaf they used to make dua asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow them to live long enough to see Ramadan again to live long enough to witness Ramadan again some of the scholars they mentioned the Salaf would make this dua six months before Ramadan came six months in advance before the arrival of Ramadan they would begin making the dua asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow them to live 
long enough to witness another Ramadan. That is because they knew and they recognized the great virtues of this month, a month of fasting and a month of praying. The fasting during the day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obligated upon us in the Quran. So Allah mentioned, Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu kutiba alaykum usayam kama kutiba ala aladheena min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. That all you who believe fasting has been prescribed upon you just as it was prescribed, obligated upon those who came before you so that you may achieve taqwa, so that you may achieve piety. Notice in this ayah, Allah tells us fasting is obligatory upon us. But he also tells us that fasting used to be obligatory upon the nations that went by before us. Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar rahimahullahu ta'ala mentioned that the fasting has been prescribed obligated from the time of Nuh alayhi salam because Allah told us kama kutiba ala alladheena min qablikum just as it was prescribed upon those who came before you so perhaps from the time of Nuh alayhi salam all of the prophets and messengers they have had this fasting in some form or another. Or we say that throughout history it has existed, this concept of fasting. And why? Why is there this fasting? Allah has told us in this ayah itself, and it is important for us to all understand what the point of fasting is. Because if we do not, then this month will be wasted. A person will get nothing out of Ramadan except hunger and thirst. And the point of Ramadan is not just hunger and thirst. There is a greater objective to be learnt, a greater point behind fasting in this month, not just to be hungry. Allah told us in the Quran, it is so that you may achieve piety so that you may achieve this taqwa, that you may achieve a sabr, patience, because it is mentioned this month of fasting, 
This month of Ramadan, Shahru Ramadan, is the month of sabr, the month of patience. So a servant learns taqwa during this month, learns patience during this month, leaves his sins and his wrongs that he's been doing, just like it mentions in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, man lam yada' qawl al-zuri wal-amal bihi wal-jahl, فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةٌ فِي أَنْ يَدَعَ طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ That a person who does not stop, does not leave his evil speech and actions, does not leave and stop his false speech and actions and foolishness, then Allah has no need for that person to leave his food and drink. This month of Ramadan is to teach us to be better practicing Muslims. It is not just hunger and thirst. That is why the Salaf, as Salaf al-Salih, they used to say, Ay sarasawm, the easiest part of fasting is to stop eating and drinking. That is no problem. They used to say the easiest part of fasting is to stop eating and drinking. That isn't a problem. But what is the difficult part of fasting? What is the real challenge in fasting? It is to stop your evil behavior and speech, to stop your bad characteristics, to stop the haram that you may be doing, to better yourselves as Muslims. That is the real challenge in Ramadan. The challenge is not to stop eating and drinking. That can be done. People can manage. But the difficulty where people struggle with is to stop and to leave the lying and the backbiting and the evil speech, the namima, the cheating, the deception taking interest, smoking the haram that people do. That is where people struggle and that is the real challenge of Ramadan. Will the Muslim come out at the end of Ramadan better and improved compared to what he was like at the beginning of Ramadan? That is the real challenge. Will you better yourself in this month or will you come out at the end of the month on the day of Eid al-Fitr and you are exactly the same as you were right now? Right now, two or three days before Ramadan begins, are you going to be exactly the same in a month's time? 
Are you still going to be doing exactly the same sins as you're doing right now? Are you still going to be upon your evil speech, still backbiting and still lying and still spreading stories, still cheating and deceiving in your business and your trade, still doing all of the haram that you're doing? Then you have not benefited from Ramadan. You will not benefit from Ramadan if you come out at the end exactly as you are right now on this day of yours. The objective in Ramadan, as Allah has told us in the Quran, is لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may achieve taqwa, that you may achieve piety, that you may better yourselves in this month, that you may learn patience, that you may learn of the great blessings Allah has given you. That is why it mentions in a hadith that the fasting person has two times of joy. That a person who is fasting has two times of joy. Once when he opens his fast because he recognizes what a great blessing of Allah it is that he has managed to complete the day of fasting. He's managed to complete this act of worship. But then he also recognizes what a tremendous blessing of Allah it is upon him that he has this food to eat at the time of iftar. He has all of this meal to eat at the time of iftar. What a great blessing of Allah upon him. And there are so many from the servants of Allah across the world who do not find anything or very little to eat. So you recognize what great blessings Allah has placed upon you. Just as Allah said in the Quran, وَإِن تَعِدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا If you were to try and count the blessings of Allah, you would not be able to do so. So ponder, O servants of Allah, ponder and reflect and think now with just two or three days to go before this month begins. Two or three days to go before Ramadan arrives. What are your objectives in this month? What are your goals in this month? Make sure that your goals and your objectives are not just that you will be hungry. That is not the point. Make sure that your objectives and goals are that you're going to achieve this taqwa. You're going to achieve this patience. You're going to increase in your ibadah. You're going to drop your sins and then carry on upon that goodness after Ramadan. They are the types of objectives you need to have in this blessed month. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen. 
نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين فيا عباد الله A person needs to prepare now and focus now as Ramadan arrives to be mentally ready for this challenge to be mentally prepared and physically prepared to make sure that this month is going to be a month that is beneficial for you that is fruitful for you to be mentally and physically prepared and ready to increase in your ibadah to increase in your recitation of the Quran and your memorization of it to increase in your prayer in praying the night prayer in establishing the five obligatory prayers and that is an absolute key a person who is not even praying their five prayers then many scholars say your fasting will not even be accepted many scholars they say if you are not even praying your five daily prayers your fasting will not even be accepted so make sure that you strive and fulfill those five obligatory daily prayers that is an absolute obligation and the difference between the muslims and the kuffar do not be from those who abandon the prayer if you are then rectify yourselves now before the time and the opportunity disappears rectify now before the chance it goes if you die not praying then the situation will be a very difficult one for that individual in the afterlife so strive in this month to increase in your prayer to increase in your fasting of course to increase in your recitation of the quran to increase in your charity and to try to make sure therefore that you increase in iman during this month and be sure that you do your worship upon the quran and the sunnah do not do your worship on innovated ways do not do your worship upon whatsapp texts that go around do this and do that make sure that you know what you're doing is proven in the quran and the sunnah do not fall into bid'ah with a desire to do good your goodness will be accepted if it is done upon the quran and the sunnah so we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to live to see this month of Ramadan and to make it a month that is beneficial for us all that we come out at the end of it in a greater state of taqwa a greater state of Iman and that we come out in a greater practicing state for all of us